Hello, everyone. Welcome again. This is Pastor Deborah, and we are in the Garden of Eden. I have a powerful, powerful word of encouragement for you today. Yeah, this is Word of Encouragement, number 35 of the year 2022. We're almost finished. And when I get finished with 2022, I will begin. 2023. I think you deserve to have at least a word of encouragement each week from Agape Love, Love is Here's global teaching ministry, where Pastor Deborah is the creator, the producer, and director of all the videos. So welcome to number 35. And this week's Word of encouragement for you is entitled, Is There Wickedness in the House of the Lord? Because both the prophet and the priest are profane. That is your question for you today. So let's begin. First, what do we do? What do we do? That's right. Prayer. If I look a little different, I adjusted my laptop just a little better. All right, let's begin. Dear Heavenly Father, we thank you for all that you have brought today, right here, right now. Whether they're in their dreams, working, sleeping, or you just brought them wherever. Father, we want to thank Zoom for allowing us to record in their programs. We want to thank Pixabay for this powerful motion video and thank your word and your translators that brought us the authorized King James Bible. And we want to give a big thank you and blessings to YouTube, to Twitter, to all the others, LinkedIn, all the other podcast shows that allow us to come on and speak your words of love to all humanity. We thank you, Father, that your Holy Spirit will be here to help us spiritually see, understand your words of spirit and truth for our spirit, our forever person. Thank you, Father. We know you are about your business of lighting up a dark world for us, for you sent your word into this world of darkness, ignorance, to help us, to set us free from the slavery of ignorance. Thank you, Father. And we thank you that you are here with us today. In the name of Christ Jesus, amen. Okay, we're going to pick up in this. What did I say the title was? Is there wickedness? In the house of the Lord, because both the prophets and the priests are profane. This is going to come out of the scriptures of Jeremiah 23, 1 through 4, and then Jeremiah 23, 9 through 14. This one might be a little longer than normal. And I'm going to explain what the house of the Lord is 
because you might have one understanding of it, but there's a deep, deep meaning. Let's begin. Jeremiah was an Old Testament prophet that was picked by God to be a voice to flesh creatures of the Old Testament. He was to speak and write and help them to come back in line with this God. They didn't want to do it. They were in their religion, their traditions, their culture, what their forefathers had taught them. And it used to grieve Jeremiah so much he cried and it hurt his heart and God's about these people. And he is still speaking to us today. That's right. Verse number one of Jeremiah 23, one through four. Woe be unto the pastors that destroy and scatter the sheep of my pastors. Of my pastures, says the Lord. Oh, my goodness. He is starting off powerful. The Lord is saying, the Lord of Jeremiah is saying, I got sheep and I have pastors where they are supposed to be feeding. And you're supposed to be as a pastor, a shepherd that leads them and guides them to my good food. But woe unto you. Oh, that's not nice. Because you destroy and you scatter the sheep. Now, you could take that to mean that you take my word and you scatter it all over the place. You lead my people by your words to foul and diseased lands of my words. You mix impurities with light, says the Lord. Verse 2, therefore, says the Lord, because of this, what you Oh, pastors and priests of the Lord do. Thus says the Lord, the God of Israel, the God of Jeremiah, God of Abraham, Isaac, Jacob, God of King David. He says this to you. He's against the pastors that feed and nourish and teach and guide and lead and direct and minister for me on my behalf. I'm against you. You're in religion. You're of the flesh. You're of traditions. You're in denominations. You're not following my word. You don't even understand spirit stuff. And here's what he went on to tell Jeremiah. Have you ever had this happen to you where God just lets it all out on you about how he feels about his people and his leaders and all his church stuff and, and all his pastors that they're supposed to be, how they are tending to his sheep? I hear so many ministers say, my ministry, my sheep. Our church, come to our meetings. This is the Lord's ministry. 
Copy Love is his. He designed it. He's the board of directors of it. I work for him. I'm in the family business. You have scattered and divided, put into divisions, denominations, sex, into religion of the flesh, traditions of your people, of men, ancient patterns of religion, separated by sex or color, of the skin or by culture, by language, by financial status, by doctrines of flesh, by the things by teaching of others, patterns of religion, worship, prayer, and of ancient gods and goddesses. God says that about most of his pastors. They do things that are of the pure flesh. They can't handle challenging. Jesus was a challenging person to the religious leaders. He didn't challenge the sinners. He challenged the religious leaders. Mm -hmm. Some of you, you are following Paul and not as Christ Jesus did. You are not in the realm of the spirit. You are in the realm of children, divisions. You tell us what to wear, how long our hair can be. You separate us out by skin color, sex. You separate us out. You don't even believe in most of the Bible. And then you charge money for your services, for a touch from the Lord, prophecy, prophetic word, healing or deliverance. You want to make money. You'll never see Jesus do that. And you'll never see God charge for anything he does. He goes on and says, these are not your flock. These are not your sheep. The church is my church. It's my administrative body to conduct political power, administrate the kingdom of heaven on earth, it is a political ministry with powers to speak to powers on the earth, to help rule and reign and manage the governmental system on earth itself. The church, that is my people. They are not yours. They are not your denominations. They are not a Baptist or a Catholic or a Methodist or Presbyterian or a non-denominational. They're not any of that. That's all religion. That's all of the flesh, division. And this God is telling Jeremiah, you claim that they are yours, my sheep, my church, my flock. And none of that is true. They are not yours. You didn't die on the cross for them. 
You didn't pay the price for them. Most of you have mixtures. You're living out of your soul. You vote for killing innocent babies in the womb. You support corrupt politicians. You don't study. He was furious and he was taking it out, not on Jeremiah, but he was telling Jeremiah how he was feeling. And he says, these prophets and these priests who are profane, filled with wickedness, have driven the sheep away, scattered them, led them, deceived them by your words and your deeds. You have scattered my people and have not visited them where they are scattered to in any way spiritually. No, your ways are the ways of the soul, the ways of the flesh, the ways of culture and tradition, division, and childliness. You are profane. Pastors and priests, apostles, evangelists, teachers. You are not of me, he says. He was really laying it out to Jeremiah because Jeremiah was going to have to go tell these people in Jerusalem what this Lord God said. Oh, I don't want to ever be one of those kind where it riles up God's heart so much. Mm -mm, not me. I listened. I studied about this. I saw what God considered to be a false Profane prophet, teacher, and pastor. I studied. I looked. I learned. Verse number two continued. Behold, you listen and watch me. I, the Lord, God of Israel, of my own flock, my pastor, my sheep, my nation, will visit upon you and put and bring to you evil on your doings, says the Lord. What does that mean? That means when you pray for people, it ain't going to happen. When you do things in the flesh, I won't hear you. When you think you're having revivals, you're not. When you call people. And you try to make yourself above me and the man of the hour. I'll meet you later. Oh, you might have some earthly rewards, but not from me, he says. I will visit upon you and put on you this evil, these profane things you're doing, says the Lord. Oh, I don't want that. Now, this was done during the time before the cross. These were all flesh creatures. But they knew the word. They had the scriptures. They had the books of Moses. They had a history of freedom. They had the word. They had teachers and pastors. But throughout their time and their history, as you can see in any nation, you can start off real good with the truth. And over time, in comes the enemy, Satan himself. 
with other words, battling you, questioning you, challenging you, seeing if they can get you to bend, to vote this way and not that way. See if you will just close your mouth while we discuss that it's okay to have attraction to young children and even little babies and do it and to watch it on computers. That's not a sin. It's not a crime. It's just an attraction. Oh, we're not murdering a baby, an infant. No, 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 no. We only care for the woman's health. And this is some kind of tumor, something she doesn't want. It's not a life. It's not can't live outside her body. It's a part of her, something growing that must be destroyed. Mm. They'll change the culture. As some people say, the soul of a nation. Mm-hmm. You started off good, and you have ended up horribly wrong. Verse number three. This is the Lord continuing to speak to Jeremiah. And I will gather the remnant of my flock. Pastor Deborah was one of those. Out of all nations, countries, and cities, families, out of all cultures, where I have driven them away from you. Sometimes he'll drive you away from people, places, churches. Mm -hmm. You go in, plant some seeds, and he will allow you to be driven away. Because sometimes with him, you're just going in. Sometimes you go in secretively. Other times you stay for a long time. But he said, I separated all the nations upon the earth. I didn't create a one world citizen or a one world government. I separated the people into nations. Nations are good, he says. I divided you up by your language. And I scattered you all over the world, he says. At the Tower of Babel. When you were all one and you were imagining to build a tower up to heaven and you had a king and you were flesh creatures, you had slaves, uh -uh. I told you to scatter, go and fill up all the earth and you didn't do it. So I helped you. I scattered you. I changed everybody's language. I made the nations. So when you start talking global citizen, that's not of God. One world countries, that's not of God. No nations, all open borders, that's not of God. God said, I have nations, different cultures and people. He loves variety. He set the boundaries even of the water. So he set the boundaries of different nations and culture. He shows us his separation of a man, a male body by DNA and a female body, a woman by DNA. You can change the dirt. You can cut things off, put things on, but your DNA is set. It was set when the egg and the sperm met. You may feel like you're not one of those. You may think you're the other, and you believe that all you want to. It's confusion. People would call it out in the world mental illness. 
disassociation. Believe in a lie. The truth is what your DNA says you are biologically. Now, your soul is going to have all the kind of different things, create multiple personalities. Some of them might think you're even an animal, but you're not. The real you is a spirit called the forever person. So he said, I made the nations to fulfill his ancient words of go and have ruler and management of all the world. He told Noah to go and scatter his children all over the world to repopulate it after the great flood. Reason for the flood, mankind and beast had had every wicked, evil imagination in their heart, and they acted on it. They were so vile and perverse, you might consider they were no longer human, but more of a demonic spirit. And so just vile, eating people alive before they even died. It was horrible. He couldn't stand it any longer. But he started over with Noah in a boat. Verse number three. This is continuation of the Lord speaking to Jeremiah. You want to get to yourself where God can talk to you like this and feel safe. Blow his top. And you still love him and you're there listening to him. In this wonderful motion video, that's all the false priests and prophets and teachers, pastors out there that he does not like. Verse 3, and I will bring them, who? My scattered ones, again to their folds, their pastors, their family of my children. He scattered us because we were no longer his children anymore. We didn't have the Holy Spirit. We couldn't be in his kingdom or in his family. He says, but I will bring you back. I'll bring you back into the folds, into the pastures, to the Garden of Edens, into my presence, back into the family with me. I will do that, but not now. And these scattered ones that he is going to bring back, Pastor Deborah was one of those, shall spiritually be fruitful. Become a life-giving spirit through your words, through your actions, in the spirit. My flesh and soul cannot give you spiritual life. Only my spirit can do that. I will be a light of righteousness for him, producing spiritual words and deeds of my spirit in the realm of the spirit for his spiritual kingdom. And I will spiritually increase his light and his love in me for you. And I will help him, partner with him, to spiritually bring you back into his family. 
back into his pastures where there's good wood, good food to eat, and you're no longer under profane and evil, wicked pastors or evangelists who don't even give altar calls or apostles who are in religion or priests who make you bow down six times a day or bow at a wall or come to church for prayer in a building. No, they don't want you to be on your own right under him like Jesus was. I have always looked at the relationship with Jesus and his father. That's the image. That's the likeness I'm to grow. Not Paul, not, in a, not any of his disciples, but Jesus alone. Once I looked at that and I compared it to all the others, I can spot if you were a follower of Paul or if you're in Christianity, which was set up and called by the Gentiles in Antioch. That's not what Christ called us. He called us kingdom people, children, sons, daughters of him. Christ never called us a Christian. But if you're going to take that title on as a Christian, you better be like Christ. You never heard Christ going on saying, hallelujah, praise to God, glory to God. Never heard him raise his voice at the sinners. He barely went into the synagogues to teach. Once he declared that Isaiah 61, verse 1 through 4 was fulfilled, and it was here now. He would meet with the religious leaders, and he would get exasperated. They didn't get it. They wanted him to accept their religion, their traditions. He just wasn't going to do it. He was a friend of sinners. You didn't hear him saying all that religious talk. He told stories and parables. He loved the Romans. He did deliverance. Do you? I watch a lot of Christian stuff. There aren't prayers for evangelism. There's not altar calls to repent. There's no prayers of the Holy Spirit to help us. Religion doesn't want that. They just want to mouth off out of their mouths. And I get, I don't know what you call it, irritated by it. I try to help them and challenge them, suggest topics. And you know what they do? They disconnect from me on social media. I had one that just told me I made them feel inferior by my challenging statements. Christ Jesus challenged the religious people. Here his God is telling Jeremiah a fact about those people in Jerusalem. Jesus challenged the beliefs of traditions. He would say to him, yes, I know your law says, and you were told by Moses this, but I say to you, They wanted to follow tradition. So this one particular person, oh, my goodness, they just couldn't handle it. I've made topics, and I would say, what are you doing today to get people saved and born into the family of God? No. And they scattered in their thoughts. They want this topic and then that topic. Then they're trying this and trying that, trying everything they can. After they spent a whole month or 21 days in prayer, 
You, they look like they're just scattered all over the place. So God has to cut me off from those kind of people. So here I am by myself in my living room talking to you. But we're really not here. We're in the realm of the spirit. Mm -hmm. So God goes on to Jeremiah. And he says in verse four, and I, the Lord God, will set up shepherds over them. I'll do that. Pastor Deborah's one of his shepherds, which shall feed them. That means I talk to you. I teach you. And they, my scattered people, my flocks, shall no more hear or eat any more of fear or religion or traditions, cultures of men, nor be dismayed or deprived of courage through the pressure of sudden fear. They will no longer be paralyzed in what to do, what to believe. Their concepts and thoughts will be one of peace. And my way, they will not be disassociated. I will heal them in their spirit. I will bring me and my kingdom into them. But I've got to get some power in them. Pastor Deborah's had that. Oh, my gosh. Years and years of power just surging through me. The Holy Spirit, he, I couldn't take much of it physically. He would turn it on, and boy, that circuit hit, and I'm out on the floor, washing, power, waves and waves and waves of power, just going through my spirit, waking every cell up, cleansing it, bringing in, growing it at a fast pace, helping it to have more room for his light, his word. It's powerful when that happens to you. Most people, 99.9% .9 of people, do not have that happen. They are but soulish believers. And when the pressure is on, they can't hold. They can't see behind the flesh. They can't hear the voices of the unseen spirits. They don't know if it's God, Satan. They just believe whatever happens just happens. God's directed it all. They don't believe there's demons or Satan or people can have them inside their bodies. But, oh, they believe there's witches, tarot card readers, psychics, energies, ancestors talking to us. They'll read your palms, the crystal ball. Mm -hmm. But that's not evil. That's not from God. It's not from the Satan. It's just life forces, good things. He says, neither shall you, little one who's been scattered, shall you be lacking anymore, says the Lord. Pastor Deborah, once I got back to him who had been scattered by religion, back and his power going through me week after week, night after night, really. And it still does. I'm not lacking in knowledge. If I don't understand, he will give me the information. He'll show me in movies. 
and songs out in nature. I'll see things that you would think I was mentally ill. It's like seeing aliens. Mm-hmm. Some of those people, they've seen those aliens from another planet. And they don't look like us. Mm-hmm. Some people believe in fairies, brownies, mm-hmm. gods and goddesses. Yeah. They believe praying to stones or pouring water over stones. Yeah, praying to moons and stars. Some kind of things in a box. Praying at a wall. They haven't got the relationship where it's supposed to be it in the spirit. So now let's go to Jeremiah 23, 9 through 14. To continue to explore this question that I want you to ask of yourself, those that you are learning from, those who are teaching you, those who you watch on social media, those who you watch on television or read their books, are they of God's people or are they the false, profane priests and prophets? Jeremiah 23, 9 through 14. And what question, again, is being asked of you is your word of encouragement for today. Is there wickedness in the house, in you, your spirit, is considered the house of the Lord? Mm -hmm. Is inside of you that house of the Lord? Is there wickedness in there? Because... You are a profane and a wicked prophet. One who says, I speak for the people and a priest, profane. Sometimes God will show you this. He is saying, is there something evil inside of your spirit that's taken my place in the house of the Lord? If you go read the book of Ezekiel, you'll see that, that inside the temple, there were creatures drawn, tattooed on the sides of the inside of the walls. There were people in there turning and praying and bowing to something else, crying out to another God besides the God of the Israelites. So he's asking, are these in you? Are they leading you astray? Are you listening to their voices, their prophetic words? Are they your policy makers, your counsel? Are they your cabinet members? Do you listen to them? Do you have that in you? Jeremiah 23, 9 through 14. Hear the very heart of Jeremiah himself. About this question, verse 9, my heart within me is broken, hurting, feeling attacked because of these prophets. Those who say they speak for the Lord so they can speak to you. It can be an evil demonic spirit in there that says they are the prophet of the Lord. And they speak to you. Could be a political party. Could be culture. Ancestors. Could be your traditional pastors and priests. 
could be in a book. I've, I've had to put many books down because the people who wrote them are in denominations. They're babies. They've been to some kind of Bible school that doesn't speak spiritual things. So Jeremiah's telling his heart is aching. It is sad and hurting. And all of his bones, they shake. He trembles at this from the Lord. When you see it, it will make you cry, make you angry, fearful. I am like a drunken man, he says, and like a man who wine has overcome because of the Lord and because of the words of his holiness. When God can speak to you about his anger towards humanity, even though he loves them, he needs them to be on his side. Those in religion, these false prophets, they're not. They could be an evil, wicked spirit masquerading inside of you, talking to you. Could be a person, and they are scattering you into religion and culture, sex, denomination, divisions. Mm -hmm. Verse 10, for the land, the nation, the cities, the communities, the spirit itself, and its soul, and all of its physical body itself, is full of spiritual adulteresses. You don't understand how this works. Yes, you can have a false prophet, a profane and wicked person in the pulpit, writing books, teaching colleges. Mm -hmm. Many universities have professors who say, I'm telling you the truth, young person. But God's talking deeper here. He's talking about inside of your spirit, inside of your soul, inside of your physical body. It's a nation, a land, a city. And it has adultery in it. It is filled with other things and people and words that are profane and wicked. Concepts and ideas. Cause you to be an adulterer to me, to serve them, to be intimate with them, follow them, worship them, do whatever they ask you to do. And because of this, your land, your spirit, your soul and physical body is cursed. The land that you live on the planet Earth is cursed. You wonder why there's no water coming forth, bubbling up. There's no, there's just too much water. There's floods, there's storms. The land is cursed because of you and your heart, your words, your evil wickedness that's inside of you. People aren't praying for the earth. I had an experience. I'm to have control over the weather, plants and water. It's supposed to answer to me. I'm a God, a king of the kingdom of heaven, a God of, made in the image and the likeness of Christ Jesus, the son of God. All of the natural world is to answer to me. 
and the realm of the spirit, except God or the big guy. I'm to do his work. I'm supposed to speak to things and curse them like a plant. Speak to the winds and they stop. Speak to the water and the waves and they become calm. Speak to diseases and sickness and illnesses. And they go away. I'm to deliver and cast out in you the spirit of the legions of adulterers, others that are in there. That's right. The land is mourning. It's angry at us because we spill blood. We hurt the animals in the ocean. We club little baby seals for their fur. We use animals in horrible scientific research, puppies. And we kill babies in the womb to get their bodies for scientific medicine and research. The land and the earth and nature are angry with us. And we have cursed it by our thoughts, by our profaneness. Blood has been spilled all over the world, in the oceans. Because of us, humanity, death rules supreme in the natural realm. Nothing can escape it. Nothing. And we open the door to it. And we allow it to operate. Our spirits are not pure and clean unto this Lord. We don't have the power because we serve others. Because we are an adulterer to him. The spiritual pleasant things and places of the wilderness are all dried up. They're lacking in waters of living water. Even on the earth, there are many dry, desolate places. But in your spirit, your spirit has no living water in it. Your soul is dry and parched, angry beaten and weary. There's no trees of righteousness producing fruit in your life for others or even yourself. There's no love, joy, and peace within you. And you don't have any to give. You can't help anybody. You have nothing to give. Except you stay in your sorrow. You can't see beyond People's words and actions cannot look into the realm of the spirit. And these actions, this atmosphere, these rules and laws, these forces are all violent. They're in you. These false prophets, profane priests, your evil wickedness of your spirit you got things in there that need to be dealt with. Your soul is messed. You can hear it all on the news. Perversions of all kinds. No forgiveness. Trying to shut down all freedom. No morals, no ethics. They want crime to run amok. The atmosphere of your spirit and soul is horrible. And he's asking you, look, look to yourself. Look around you. Do you drink to have peace or eat? Or you just want to be entertained in life? Do you give food and everything else, but you really don't help anybody else? Do you even pray, read the Bible, 
And he says, all of these laws that you live under and the false prophet and priest that is in you, they're all violent. They're evil. And these people, these spirits, these souls, these forces, these powers, this dominion and authority is not right. When you re read a poem, do tarot cards, you're using forces, but it's not God. Your ancestors, not God. When you trust political power to solve problems and not God, you're listening to other voices. You're so tied in your soul and flesh to a political party. And if they try to come after you and call and catch you in your corruption, oh, you send out the government after them. And you might ask, why is this so? Why am I like this? Why are others like this? Verse 11 says, for both the prophet and the priest are profane. And they do not speak my words. They're in contempt of my words. They don't like them. They don't want to give me the credit. They want to get paid. I know some prophets. They would prophesy over you for $5. Mm -hmm. They're irrever irreverent to me. They want the glory. I'm the man or the woman. I'm a general. I know what's going to happen in 2020. And they speak it out and it doesn't happen. False prophet. But yet they don't get taken off TV. The body of Christ still tries to listen to them. And they'll dance around this one lady. She said she'd been hearing God's voice since she was an infant. Mm-hmm, she has. But in God's, she said something was going to happen here in the last year or two. Didn't happen. But she swore God told her that was going to happen. That was him. So God made me wait to see if it happened. Didn't happen. Is she off of social media? No. Has she died? No. Do the Christians still try to see what she has to say? Yes. And I ask God, well, where's she getting it? Familiar spirit came down through the family, but she doesn't know that. And when she sees God, she says she knows him as a child. I know him as an adult, a mature Christian, a mature son like Jesus Christ, not a child. I grew up, took a while, but I grew up. She hasn't. They treat me, the Lord says, and my words as disinformation. They desecrate it. We can't bring that into our nation. We'll swear an oath to the flag or to the party, but we can't bring him in. That's for private stuff. We don't talk about him and his rules in government. We are separated from that. I don't think so. Yes, Jeremiah says, in your spiritual earth, your house, yourself, your temple, your holy of holies, he has found wickedness, says the Lord. It hurts when God tells me that about people that should know better. Now, if you give me a complete unsaved person, somebody in Satanism, witchcraft, another 
religion that doesn't know this God. I can have a lot of mercy and forgiveness, but not to somebody who says, I believe, and they live a different, horrible, profane life. Who do you blame? The teachers, the apostles, the fivefold ministries. God even separated all that out because we can't handle having all of them. Christ Jesus moved in all five of the offices of the Spirit. So does Pastor Deborah. But the only one I don't move in is interpretation of tongues. God has to do that for me. But all the others I move in when they're needed. I don't know how to activate them. They're not my gifts. They are gifts to be given to my spirit to do spiritual ministry with a particular person when it's needed. But a lot of these people, it's just a mess out there. So he says they got wickedness in them. Verse number 12. Because of these things, he says, wherefore their way shall be unto them as slippery ways in the darkness, the ignorance and evilness. Mm-hmm. You'll just let them go their way. They shall, these prophets and priests, be driven on and fall therein. For I will bring evil, he says, upon them, even the year of their visitation, says the Lord. He'll visit them. And I've had them come to me and go, I don't know your God. But they go to church and they make the sign of the cross. They want Holy Communion, but they pray to other gods. Mm-hmm. They pray to saints. They don't know this God. Mm-mm. They don't hear anything about him. They wouldn't follow him anyway because he doesn't give them houses. Doesn't make them the man of the, with power. They can't buy him to get money. Many a politicians human traffic their own children to go out and make money for them. Mm-hmm. It's a wicked world out there. And a lot of these politicians think they are the priest and the prophets of a nation mm-hmm. and the teachers. So are all the speeches and the words. Verse number 13. And I have seen folly, absurd things in the prophets of Samaria. They prophesy in and through Baal and cause my people, those in the world, to follow Baal. That's child sacrifice. And caused my people by prophecy, the words of Baal, not of me, to err in their ways. Mm-hmm. You can tell who people are serving by listening to their words, what they support in politics and government, what they do. Mm-hmm. And Jeremiah had to watch it. Have, it'll make you sick, hurt. God is angry. He's angry every day at this stuff. 
And if he doesn't turn away from most of it, he might take out his sword and strike somebody. So he turns away to protect you, one of these profane and wicked priests and prophets. Verse number 14. I, the God of Israel, have seen, have looked upon the prophets and the priests of my people. He's looked. He's looking today. He's looking on social media. He reads every message, every post. He looks to see what you're saying out of the city of Jerusalem. I have seen it, these horrible, evil, wicked things. Mm -hmm. He'll see what you say out there and what you do in private. He knows you backwards and forwards. They, these prophets and priests, commit spiritual adultery and walk. They do lies. They, the, they these prophets and priests, strengthen also the hands of the evildoers. That's what politicians do. They make laws for evildoers. Oh, it's okay. Let's make a law that everybody can have an abortion whenever they want. They can kill the baby. Even if it comes out, oh, we don't have to let it live. They provide the means and the ways for evildoers. Say, well, it's the law. They provide the money for evildoers. They look the other way when they're judges or policemen or district attorneys. Oh, well, we just won't look at that. Human trafficking, we don't know anybody that that happens. Child abuse, oh, we can't get into parenting. Mm -hmm. We'll just try to clean up the mess. We can't do anything to stop it. That's the parents' rights. And he is saying, I'm not looking away. But these people, these evil priests and prophets, strengthens the hands of evildoers so that none return from their wickedness. Some of these people will die wicked with evil deeds unforgiven. And Pastor Deborah's going to have to do some work. Mm -hmm. They, these so-called prophets and priests of my people, of believers, he says, are all them of them unto me as Sodom, a city of evildoers, wickedness, and the inhabitants thereof as Gomorrah, full of pride, sexual immorality, as beast and evil creatures. That is not a good description of you. If you are a priest or a prophet of his people. And he says this about you. Can you be that and be born again? Yes. Because when you're a child, you are still in divisions, doctrines of devils, still under the rudiment elements of time. And we do this every year and 
we don't, and we follow this calendar and yeah, you can be. Mm-hmm. Got to have the people in the pews. God's about the spirit, not the people in the pews, not their flesh. So are you one of these evil prophets and priests? Let's pray to him and have him look deep at us into your spirit and soul and see if you are. Okay. You may never be in church leadership. You might just be a mama, but you might be prophesying, saying evil, wicked things over your children. You might be leading them in evil, wicked ways, lying, cheating, stealing, neglecting them of love and joy so they will easily fall to the hands of a trafficker. You might be using the lust of the eyes and the lust of the flesh, the pride of life to guide your life Mm -hmm. and not God. So have him, let's pray, have him look and see if you are one of these. Are you a wicked and profane person in your spirit and soul, serving and hearing the voice of Baal and not him? That is your word of encouragement for today. It's not a pretty one. But sometimes you have to be asking yourself deep questions, hearing what hurts him, angers him, and then look. And you won't be able to see your spirit. Only he can reveal that to you. You might watch a movie and you go, oh, that's me. He did that to me when I had a belief in traditions that Santa Claus was real. The tooth fairy was real. If you put a tooth under a pillow, it brought money. I was the tooth fairy. I was the Easter bunny bringing an Easter basket to my son. I was Santa Claus. Now, I had asked God, look at me. If there's anything in my thoughts, my soul, my beliefs, my principles, that's not of you, that's profane and wicked, please reveal it to me so I can get rid of it. So I'm reading the Bible one night as I'm given a test in a university. There it was. I was following the traditions of men, vain philosophies, and passing them on to my child. I repented, and God asked me, directed me to go get on my knees in front of my eight-year-old son and ask his forgiveness. From that time on, Christmas was never the same. And that had been removed, that evil wickedness and thoughts and priest and prophet stuff that I had been listening to from my parents was removed. You might have that about abortion, politicians, who's to help people, what you're doing in church. I've been in church when pastors say, God says, let, didn't tell me to do this, but let's do it. Mm-mm. When you're asked, do you believe in Jesus? And you say, I'm a Baptist, I'm this, I'm that. That's an adulterer. He didn't ask you what denomination you belong to. He said, what are you? 
should have said, I'm a son of the living God, born again, a child of the light, on my way to being mature. I happen to be allowed to be in a, this particular church right now. But we don't say that. So look, have God look at you, ask him. We don't want him mad at you. We want you to help him to bring back the scattered people and to help feed his flock of his pastors. Dear Heavenly Father, help us. Bring us up out of the soul in a Hebrews 4.12. Help us to see as you see us. Help us to know if we are one of these false prophets, that we have these concepts of adultery and wickedness, profanity. And if we are worshipers of Baal, do you see us as people of Sodom and Gomorrah in our thoughts, in our spirit towards you? And if you do, please forgive us and make us new. Wash all that evil wickedness out. If there's false prophets in their evil spirits speaking to us, guiding us, prophesying over us, rather cast them out. If words have been spoken over us that are not your words, break them off of us. Loose us from evil, wicked words of prophets and priests. Guide us, Lord, back to you and your purity of your word, and to see it from the spiritual context, the spirit and truth for our spirit. Help us, Father. We need a lot. In the name of Christ Jesus, amen. Okay, that was number, what was it? Let me look. That was number 35, and I'll see you in number 36.